All right. Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome back to another episode of the Challenge Read with me, Ray. And me, Dr. K. So we're at season 35, episode six, Love Will Tear Us Apart. And we pick up where we left off last episode where Rogan had knocked Jay into another dimension. He was trying to get up from the purgatory floor, um, but not succeeding very well. Writhing, wheezing, and we open... Yeah, none of it sounded good or looked good. <laughs> no. Um, the medics and producers come over. They check him out. They're trying to make sure if he's okay. The peanut gallery thinks maybe his arm is broken. Maybe his rib is his lung. I personally thought maybe a, a lung was punctured. Um, but uh, it seems that he just had the wind knocked out of him. Or which is what I said last week. Yeah, is that he's probably he has never been hit that hard in his life i know and i again i now i'm adding another thing to my list of ways to prepare for the challenge that i probably <laughs> won't be in one day is i have to participate in a contact sport just so i can prepare yeah. for being hit because i've never been hit in my life yeah and while all of this is going on rogan is walking around the purgatory floor like an asshole yeah. And saying things like, get up so I can do it again. Really, dude? Like, everyone else is showing concern. Even the people who have continued to vote Jay in are showing some real concern, especially because he's wheezing like... It's not a sound that you should, a human, like, make right. unless something is very, very wrong. Right. Like Darth Vader. <laughs> 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 he's wheezing, wheezing like Darth Vader, um, old man Darth Vader, not uh, strong Darth Vader. <laughs> sure, whatever the distinction is between those two for a person who's not a fan of Star Wars. <laughs> uh, all right, but Jay gets up and he has two more chances to get the fireball into kind of like that basket in the center of the rings. And he goes once more, he gets knocked down, or rather the ball gets knocked out of his hands, he picks it back up, and then Jay knocks him down again um, by pushing him into one of the canisters on the other side of the ring. And it's clear that he's confused because now it's Rogan's turn and he's set up inside the ring. And so he asks for clarification on what the rules are. And when the producer clearly explains to him the rules, he goes, but yeah, what are the rules? <laughs> <laughs> and at and that the point, you know, the producer also says, you know, you get three chances hmm. to go. And he says, but I only went twice. <laughs> and the producer says, no, you went three times. And he said, no, I didn't. Like, I only went twice. <laughs> And then so at this he, point, he realizes he's messed. He even says, I'm messed up. I'm messed up. Yeah. Like, and so and they, that's when the producer calls back over the medic who checks him, um, who actually checks him this time, because before they just asked him how he felt. Exactly. And they, they made sure he didn't have any broken bones or anything, but they hadn't actually checked him out. So she checks him out this time. She flashes the light in his eyes and 
they determine that he has a possible concussion mm-hmm. um, and that they, he can't be medically cleared to continue in the game. And Rogan then wins by default. And he gets a red skull. I'm not happy about it, but such is the way of the challenge. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then we hear Dee's voice coming over in like a voiceover talking about how she and Rogan will just have to sit back and ride easy until the final. But I think Dee underestimates the amount of enemies she's made by the way she's been breaking alliances left and right all season long. Right. (laughs) By the way she's been not having handshakes with people on agreements. Um, So it will be interesting to see what happens to her as we move forward, since she clearly thinks she's safe now. Yeah. All right. So now we're at the state of the house. What's going back? What's going on uh, back at the bunker? Yeah. So Johnny is a dick, which is not surprising. And he is there on the couch making fun of Jay, him and a couple of other people. I'm pretty sure Kyle is one of them. Um, And Rogan tries to justify his Neanderthal actions by claiming that Jay deserved it and that Jay called them all pussies. Um, And if I'm remembering correctly, Jay called them all pussies because they refused to go against each other. Yeah, I mean, and then also Kyle was jumping on that bandwagon saying that he was conceited and stuck up. And I'm like, Kyle, you? Are you you talking? (laughs) But yeah, it's clear that Jay was the most level-headed and honest slash straight-up guys in the house. And fairly easygoing because with the exception of the stuff with D, which he tried to stay clear of, yeah. He was just like hanging out and doing his thing. He's on the couch. Leaving people the fuck alone. <laughs> like, exactly. And so, then, oh gosh, we move into the drama that no one cares about, but we're forced to participate in. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, so we're, we're going to shift the story to Jenna because uh, she's been so quiet the past few episodes. Um, so Jenna notices that Zach has been dodging her phone calls and she learns from a friend back home that apparently Zach has gone into Jenna's DMs and read messages from two years ago from another guy and I just during say, a time period when they were broken up. Let's just put, let, put this into perspective. Like Jenna probably gets a lot of DMs. She's not a celebrity, but she's way more popular than your average person. And so the amount of scrolling that it would take to reach two years back in someone's DM folder on Instagram is (laughs) significant. So he was clearly looking for something, of course, to get upset about. Of course, because he's probably cheating, which is what he does every single time she comes on the show. He cheats on her and then finds a way to make it her fault that he cheated on her. So none of this is surprising. None of this is surprising. Um, I will say before we continue on this 
this totally enthralling storyline that they have <laughs> proposed for us today, this episode, um, is that during the live, our live tweeting on Wednesday, I don't know if you saw this, but I did notice that someone posted that um, those messages that, that Zach, those messages that Zach was upset about were from Corey, allegedly. I didn't see that, but... Yeah, I didn't see that, but it's it's interesting. It would go some way to contextualizing Zach's anger. Eh. But at the same time, it's still two years ago when you weren't together and right. you've cheated on her multiple times and she's never cheated on you once. So right. let's, you know, cultivate some self-awareness here. All right. And then the challenge editors decide that since we clearly must not be getting how emotionally heartbreaking this is for Jenna. So cue Jules foolish games. I mean, it's such a great use of um, soundtrack. Yeah. Taking us all the way back to 1997. By this point, it's probably royalty free. her life. So again, all of this is rich, as I've said before, considering that Zach regularly cheats on Jenna. He cheats on her when she's in the country. He cheats on her when she's out of the country doing these challenges. And every single time when Jenna confronts him about this, Jack, Zach finds some way to make it her fault. Hmm. So all of this is happening and of course zach does what a gaslighter does and what an emotionally manipulative boyfriend does and demands that jenna comes home right now all the way from prague the czech republic wherever the fuck they are yeah why can't we prove (laughs) to prove that she loves him because if she doesn't come right now then she's not she's obviously not committed to this relationship and she takes it and and she believes and she is kind of you know falling into that as well she thinks that her relationship is on the line and it's clear that going home and appeasing playing into zach's manipulation is the way to save her relationship like she fully i think she believes that she doesn't see that he's being unfair which is, I think is like the key point that people were trying that at least I was trying to like teleport into her brain on the TV screen <laughs> is that he doesn't realize, she doesn't realize how she's being manipulated. Right. So lots of people have lots of opinions about this. Uh, for some reason, Jenna goes to talk to Tori and Jordan about it, probably because they're the only actual couple in the house right now, I would guess is why she's having this conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tori gives her some really awful advice. Yeah. Basically saying that if it was her, then she would pack up immediately and go back to her, her love and sort it all out. 
And lo and behold, two seconds later, Jordan provides a voice of reason and basically says that if Zach respected and loved her, he would let her be and wait to deal with whatever issues he's fabricated once they get home. Yep. It's so such a reasonable level-headed take. And I think the reason he's able to make that assessment is because he sees that the issue isn't actually an issue. It Jenna didn't actually cheat on him and he found right. out about it and is angry and demanding that they work it out. And their relationship is actually like on a precipice that, and she needs to go fix something. The entire issue is a non-issue. And so for her to throw this opportunity away for, for the, to, to, to work out a non-issue doesn't make any sense. Well, it's a non-issue on her side. Well, it's a non-issue, like, in objectively. <laughs> it's a non-issue for rational human beings yes. sense. Yes. But in this case, for Jenna, it's a non-issue because she knows nothing happened. For Zach, it's an issue because he's a fucking Neanderthal idiotic Bible thumper who his woman needs to serve all of his fucking needs. Oh, that's a whole nother layer of personality yes. that I wasn't aware of. Yes. <laughs> oh, but yeah, so that's where we are with Jenna and off-screen Zach. And I mean, I just can't imagine who the how the people who are new to the challenge are completely not feeling this. I mean, like we who have some, I who have some background, you who have a lot of background are over it. And so for people with no background, this must just seem like the stupid, stupidest plot point yes like why <laughs> why are we featuring people who aren't on this season <laughs> exactly like i don't care like if zach is not here i don't give a fuck what he's doing yeah me either in nebraska or where whatever fuck flyover state he's from mm-hmm. so jenna to end this jenna claims in a talking head that you know everybody thinks zach is like this big footballer um and but really he's a big teddy bear who gets his feelings hurt but i say he's an emotionally manipulative asshole seconded and now we move on to the other relationship in the house that no one cares about (laughs) yeah this is actually quite entertaining parts of it are entertaining but but it's also just like so superfluous so bear of course because he's a dick um, kisses and tells, spills the beans, brags really to the rest of the guys that he and Kayla finally hooked up. Um, and lo and behold, Nelson, a lot of people are coming out of the woodwork with the logic this episode who we would not expect. Right. <laughs> comes out in his talking head and reiterates what we're all thinking about how Kayla is being so stupid for cheating on a person that she's with for three years and who she lives with. Cheating right. And I hair. didn't even know they had been together that long. Three I years is maybe, a long time. I thought maybe they'd been together a year because she tends to like go through people. Mm. But three fucking years? It's crazy. And she don't throw like, that she don't away like for Bear? She, does, she must not really be into him because it like the absolute worst place that you could cheat would be on a TV show where you're being filmed. Like I don't, 
it makes no sense. So maybe she was looking for an out or maybe she knew the relationship was ending because it truly, or again, you know, I'm a rational, logical, relatively intelligent person. And so it's hard for me to understand the behavior of people who are not that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So now Kayla gets pissed off that Bear has shared their their intimate moments and that everyone knows and somehow we get to a point where johnny decides that they need to redecorate bear's double bed where things go down quote unquote so he enlists west west he enlists west to build what they call a love nest for bear and kayla yeah so I, I'm not, it's some sort of, um, I don't know. It's like, they, a, it's like a little, like a nest. It's like a nest. It's like a little, they push the beds together. They make like a little place for them to cuddle up together. But the PS, the PS, the resistance <laughs> is that on the ceiling above the bed. First of all, Wes goes into Kayla's personal belongings, okay. takes photos of her and her boyfriend, whose name is Mikey. Um, out of her journal out of her journal and puts them on the ceiling above the love nest that they're creating so that if anyone is on their back at any time in this space (laughs) they're seeing evidence (laughs) of their betrayal looking so (laughs) fucking savage (laughs) so savage so now we get to bear taking kayla to see the room and this is why I can't rock for Kayla, because she's so impressed by this little oh, love oh, nest. But wait, but wait, before that, she was saying, I, I'm not feeding into this. I don't want to feed into this. I right. don't want to feed into what you guys are doing. And she's so anti until she gets in the room and sees it and then completely switches into, I mean, but it's kind of cute. Like, um, I love this. <laughs> and she goes and she sits on the bed to mm. test out the fluffiness. And when she lays back, she gets a whole eyeful of her and her boyfriend. Yep. Her and her man. And this pisses her off. And that shit made me laugh so hard. Because, girl, you were all into this fucking love nest. But now all of a sudden, it's a problem because somebody has pointed out, oh, do do you not know that guy up there? (laughs) Who's that? Is that your cousin? Who's that? that? (laughs) (laughs) Also, the best part is, um, the second best part is when when she starts getting upset, Bear hasn't really caught on as to why she's upset. Yeah, Bear doesn't realize. And someone points out the picture to him, and the look on his face, like his mouth drops open. Mm -hmm. And he's so dumbfounded. I mean, it was great. Two dum-dums getting clowned. (laughs) Yes. So cut to Wes saying what I've been thinking this whole time, that there's no reason to feel bad for Kayla. Because Kayla knew she had a man. Kayla knew she was in a three-year committed relationship and Kayla still did whatever with Bear. In a house full of people on camera. Yep. 
It wasn't on and, the DL girl. <laughs> right. And then she, she's so, she gets so upset that she starts saying that what they did by placing her pictures in that space is disrespectful and rude. And I'm yelling at the TV, but you fucking there when you have a man at home wasn't? I mean, yeah, it, it, it makes no sense. What yeah. also doesn't make sense is her starting to throw shit all around the kitchen. Oh, yeah. She totally pulls in Ashley because that's Ashley's signature move. And in my mind, I'm like, but who's going to clean that up? Like, why are we yeah. flinging not just like like objects, but like food? So like, yeah. like canisters of liquid yeah, and boxes of like crackers and shit that create crumbs. Yeah. She it's flung messy. milk, and the best part is that <laughs> most of the milk landed back on her. <laughs> <laughs> That's how karma works. So she confronts Bear, who, who says he didn't know about the pictures, which I actually believe that he didn't know about the pictures. Yeah, of course he did. Just, just given the look on his face. But Bear also claims that he's a gentleman who treats women with respect. And I'm like, since when? <laughs> Like, you've cheated on every single girlfriend you've had while you've been on this show. And you've also, like, made it your mission to, like, fuck whoever you set your sights on. But you respect women? Okay, dude. Okay. This show is just filled with people who believe their own bullshit. Yeah. Right? And then, but this, this was interesting for me. Like, I was excited about what happened next. We kind of, like, turn a corner into this quiet little corner of the house. And we see on a couch, Wes, Daly, and Swaggy C conversing about how this is a good week for Bailey to go in. Jenna's checked out. It would be easy for her to make it in. The girls don't care. She should do it. This is her time to get a red skull. And I'm sitting there like, what? When did these? When did these people get so friendly? I didn't. I, I didn't know about them being cool. And all of a sudden, <laughs> we realize that apparently being from Missouri <laughs> is right. like enough to connect people. <laughs> like I said in our first episode, Wes's strategy is to call every single person he suspects will be on the show mm -hmm. and make an alliance. And he does, he does it with everyone. He doesn't care if they are veterans or newbies. And I think this is where a lot of the power in his manipulation comes from. Mm -hmm. Because whereas a lot of the other players will do that also, they only do it with people they know. But here's the thing. So Here's the thing I was confused about, or that I'm just realizing now, is that kind of what happened in this scene combined with what's going on on Twitter. I think it's possible that they even somehow were connected before the challenge, you know, connected them. I'm sure they were because they're now... They're like reality Imagine TV personalities. They're reality TV personalities who both live in Kansas City. And, and I've been to Kansas City and it's fucking small as fuck. <laughs> yeah. So they've probably been in and around knowing each other for a while. And then this right. opportunity just served to further, you know, right. 
unite them, which is, in, it's, right. it's an interesting trio. And I'm personally excited to see how, how, how they progress as an alliance. Yeah. And Wes shares that he's keeping this alliance secret from Johnny and his Johnny alliance secret from this Swaley Bailey group. <laughs> I think they're called Swaley. I think that's their yeah, couple name. It is. All, All right. right. So, so that was uh, 40 <laughs> minutes of our lives fucking wasted. We'll never get back. Yeah. <laughs> we, had, we hadn't even gotten to an actual mission or competition yet. Which don't get it twisted. Outside of Jay being pulverized. Yeah. Which don't get it twisted. MTV is why we watch this show in the first place. <laughs> right. No, lots of us don't care about the love triangles yeah. unless it's producing funny ass shit that we yeah. can laugh at. So, note for future episodes, please, <laughs> please. Ed- editors. We move into the breakdown, um, you know, where we talk about most of the action. In the episode, the mission, the social game, the voting, the tribunal, and purgatory. So we start with. We're not going to get to most of that other stuff. Yeah. FYI. <laughs> not of our own choosing. <laughs> so the mission happens. Ooh, thank Bebus. And the collaboration we all knew was coming <laughs> between the challenge and the Fast and Furious franchise manifests during this episode. Where, what do you call those kinds of trucks? What are those? A rig. Oh, yeah, sure. A rig. Um, where they have rigs that they're going to attach people to. A semi? Yeah, a semi. With containers on the back that are magnetized with puzzle pieces all spread out. And the two, they're going to work in teams of two. Um, and hanging from, like, not cords or strings. They're tethered. Yeah, they're tethered to the top of the truck and they kind of have to scale up and down and side to side to collect all the puzzle pieces, climb back to the top of the truck and then put them together. Um, And the fastest time, of course, wins. Yes. So that's where where we're at. (laughs) Yep. And because there are uneven numbers of men to women, Jordan gets randomly selected to play twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a women's elimination night. Um, so it really doesn't matter if Jordan is playing twice because he's not super impacted by it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this mission, like the earlier part of this episode, goes on forever. So um, long. And it wasn't that exciting <laughs> to watch. Um, so. We'll make this really quick. Only three teams actually complete the challenge. So that means they climbed over the side, they collected all 10 of their pieces, and they were able to climb back up and solve their puzzle within, I think, the entire total time for every round was five minutes, Mm, something like that. that. Um, So only three teams managed to do this. Nani and Jordan were the first team to go, Johnny and Melissa, and then Bear and Casey. Um, Two of the teams actually drop pieces, so they automatically get disqualified because they couldn't even solve their puzzle. Mm -hmm. So Tori and Josh was the first team to do this. 
they don't even notice until they try to solve their puzzle that they're missing one. Um, and it's because as soon as Josh climbs over the edge, he accidentally kicks off one of the lower pieces yep. and just keeps going. And I rewatched it and he, he feels himself kick it and then he pulls his foot up, but he doesn't look down to see what he kicked. Yeah. He just knows he kicked something. Um, so he claims, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know I kicked it off. blah blah It's not fair. Blah, blah, blah. Wah, wah, wah. Um, but you sorry, dude. You fucked up. <laughs> exactly. Tori tries to claim that it was production's fault and that they didn't give them the right number of pieces. And production calmly states, nope, you had all 10. Josh kicked one off in the first 10 seconds. <laughs> um, and then the second team to lose a piece was Anissa and Nelson. And Anissa drops um, the very first piece that she picks up. And we'll get back to this in a second. So... All the rest of the teams, including these two teams, end up disqualified because they either couldn't get back up in time or they couldn't solve their puzzle before the end of the five minutes. And several people during this mission had lots of conspiracy theories going on to what was happening. would work. So we start with Fessy, who was partnered with Jenna, and Fessy swears Jenna wasn't trying hard enough, even though she collected all of her pieces except for one that she, could, she just could not reach because the rope was too tight. Yeah. And Fessy did not believe her and decided that he would go get it. And lo and behold, he couldn't reach it because the rope was too tight. But he swears, so just that like everyone else has, has been alluding to this whole episode is Jenna's head isn't in the game but Jenna collected her pieces fairly quickly yeah it was this last one that she struggled with this one's my favorite though when Nelson swears that Anissa threw the challenge because she wants to go in to the elimination against Jenna yeah no part of this makes any sense because how does Anissa throwing the challenge ensure that she gets picked to go against Jenna? Doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Them winning means you, your team winning puts you in the tribunal in which right. Anissa can nominate herself to go in and she can right. also make it that Jenna goes in against her. Right. Her, with, and without having that power, Anissa has enough cachet in the house. Right that she could make a play for getting herself as part right either thrown in during the house vote or put up as one of the three people for interrogation right there's no benefit for her dropping a piece to toss it right yeah <laughs> none at all and then i also went back and watched watched this again um and she doesn't actually even drop her first piece she had a situation that was very similar to josh's so as she, she got her first piece, and as she was fumbling with the carabiner mm -hmm. to attach it to herself, 
her leg goes free. And when that happens, she kicks off the piece that was right next to her knee. Mm -hmm. So she didn't even drop the piece that was in her hand. She dropped another piece accidentally. Yeah. So again, Nelson ain't making no sense. He's being loud and wrong. And, and you know, and I'm going to, he's my, um, I'm going to talk about him a little bit later in this episode, but what I saw when Nelson was going off was I saw someone acting who's bad at acting. For me, that whole moment was when a reality TV personality tries, thinks they're an actor and can fool the camera into thinking that what they're saying is genuine because it was so clearly just a fit for the sake of camera time. Yeah. That it, it annoys me when people think that they can fool me because it <laughs> means that they assume that I'm stupid. And Nelson, if there's one stupid person between the two of us, <laughs> it ain't me, It's buddy. not you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so true. And then we get to Bailey, who swears Jordan through the challenge so that he could help Nani win the tribunal. And again, this also doesn't make any sense because there's only one person Jordan's trying to help and that's Tori. Mm-hmm. And being either of their partners, them winning or losing doesn't necessarily benefit Tori at all. The only yeah. thing Jordan can do is ensure that both of the teams that he's on wins, which gets him into the tribunal so that he can convince the other members of the tribunal to either vote or not vote in Tory. Yeah. Losing doesn't help him. Losing either one of those doesn't help him do that. And this really, oh my God, this really pissed me off because even before they get attached to the rig, Bailey in her talking head says she's super excited because Jordan has already done this challenge. So that means she can sit back and let Jordan take care of everything, which um, it's a women's elimination. Why are you putting your chances solely in the hand of someone else who isn't impacted by winning or losing? Yeah. On top of that, she missed a piece on her side while they were doing the climbing bit And it was a piece all the way at the bottom of the rig, which meant she collected all of her pieces, climbed way up. They counted their pieces and noticed there was one missing. And then she had to go way back down to pick up the piece. But it's Jordan's fault that they lost um, the the mission. And then we get to the puzzle and here's Jordan trying to solve this puzzle. It's very similar to the one he solved when he went with Nani, except it's on the other side. But I'd say there's lots of us who have solved puzzles. And then when we try to go back and do the same damn puzzle again. Yeah, I mean, it's not, that's not really how puzzles work. Right. Like you don't memorize right. which pieces go where. You just know what the final product is supposed to to look like which at this point everyone does because you've seen it completed several times from the ground and it's just two sets of tire tracks 
which is not really enough of like an image to make it super clear what pieces right. go where. Also, you have the added adrenaline of being on top of a moving fucking <laughs> semi. Yeah. So her expecting him to just be like, oh, I've already, I solved this 20 minutes ago. So yeah. And he was the first person to go. Sometimes yeah. when you're solving a puzzle, it just works out without you even try, like thinking about right. it. You just put yeah. things and you're like, this fits, this fits, this fits. Oh my God, look, it's right. done. Like you, you, you're not thinking consciously. Right. So it's like, so Jordan can tell really early on in their puzzle solving that she's not really doing anything. No. She's kind of just like hanging back. She might be moving a puzzle piece here or there, but she's actually just moving puzzle pieces onto the board, but not in a strategic way. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, oh, this piece was on the floor. I'll put it here so you can see it. <laughs> That's what she was doing. They weren't, she wasn't even doing like the, like, which is how everyone does a puzzle. Like you find the corners first. Right. Which is the easiest thing to she do. She just kept putting any piece anywhere, like not even in a square. Anyway, it was, it was frustrating right. to watch. Yeah. And he's clearly trying to help her. Again, Jordan is one of those people that you never have to worry about Jordan throwing a game because he's that type of person who always wants to win, mm -hmm. even if it means nothing, even if it doesn't benefit him. Yeah. He's always going to try to win because that's just how he is. So, like, it really, it really pisses me off that, like, she made me side with Jordan. <laughs> he's an asshole. It's such a fucking petty reason to be mad at her, but I yes. totally get it. <laughs> it's like when you have me out here fucking defending. <laughs> it's like, get off my assholes. side. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, it just, it pissed, it really pissed me off. Um, and then this doesn't fit into any of the pieces, but I just wanted to mention it. Wes again shows another reason why I really love him on these shows. Mm -hmm. um, and that is because he understands the importance of working well with a partner, even one who sucks or yeah. is in a bad headspace. And he sees that immediately in Kayla because Kayla has made it clear that she's kind of done with a lot of the drama in the house. Kayla has even made it clear that she's fucking pissed at Wes and doesn't necessarily want to be his partner right now. It's just the luck of the draw that randomly they got paired together. And even with all of this, Wes motivates Kayla. He tells her, don't worry, you're doing fine. You got this. You can do it. And he does this for the entire five minutes. Yeah. And he actively supports his partner. Um, and they actually, you know, they get their pieces. It takes a while. Um, and they get up and they manage to start putting the puzzle together. But unfortunately, they didn't um, solve it in time. But he was able to motivate her through constructive encouragement. And this is not the first time that we've seen Wes do this. He did it um, the previous or two seasons ago when Dee was his partner and didn't know how to swim. Yeah. And he not only taught her how to swim, but during the swimming challenge, even while he's swimming, he's yelling back, Dee, you got this. Yeah. You can do it. And we've seen him do it with other partners in the past as well. 
he gets it that you might have issues with each other but if you're supposed to be working together on something like we put that shit aside to work together yeah yeah so go Wes and so after all of that we find out that of the three teams who completed the the mission Nani and Jordan are the winners by quite a lot by nine by eight seconds and Nani immediately (laughs) without hesitation, selects Jenna to be the third member of the tribunal. Yeah, and it's shocking to a lot of people, which is funny, because it wasn't surprising to me that... They're the Holy Trinity or whatever the fuck. Who's the yeah, third one? Yeah, they're part of um, Kayla. Oh, okay, yeah. So I knew she was picking either one of them to go into the tribunal, um and of course everybody else is like fuck well then we can't vote for jenna yeah (laughs) i think she's now the weak link that we could go after because her head isn't in the game well i think what people were expecting is that jenna wanted to go home and so instead of just leaving she was going to purposely get herself into purgatory and let someone get a red skull off her departure yeah but i don't think i think they were hoping that she would not make it into the tribunal so that they could all vote for her and ensure that someone who had a broken spirit would definitely be going in yeah and that way one of the stronger people could go up against her Mm, mm That's what they were all hoping for. And unfortunately for us, that is where the episode ended. There's a whole lot of nothing this week. Yep. And so that's all we got to talk about in terms of the breakdown. (laughs) So let's move into our special segments. Um, Our challenge all-star, who did something great this episode or who we liked the most? Dr. K, who is yours? So I... I already mentioned Wes, but that's no surprise. I love Wes, even when he's doing shady-ass shit. Um, (laughs) But I also wanted to give a special shout-out to Jordan. One, for his very sound advice to to Jenna about her love life. Um, But two, for just overall being a badass player. Um, who was willing to support both of his partners um, and also, no no surprise, willing to stand up for himself when uh, Bailey tried to come at him. Yeah. How about you? You know, mine is a little bit of a surprise, but there's just one player who constantly, like, surprises me and, like, delights me with her little one-liners every now and then, and that's Melissa. Oh, I thought you were going to say Anissa. Oh, no. I mean, Anissa is everything. But um, Melissa, she just, every time she's on screen, every time she has a talking head, she's just, like, so funny and seems to be just having a great time. And that's how I would approach the challenge. Like, when they did that. Yeah, because last time she was on the show, she, like, fucking bust someone's head and got kicked off. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I didn't know that. 
I didn't know that. So now she's taking a more zen approach, which is cool. I love it. And she's in that helicopter and she's like, I feel like Lara Croft up here. It's really nice. And I'm like, so would I, girl. So would I. And so she's just talking about how her and Jenny were such a good team together. And they were. And they were one of the three teams who finished. So I'm just, I'm liking Melissa. Interesting enough, spoiler alert. Uh, Melissa is actually pregnant through all of this. Oh yeah, I kept seeing that on Twitter, and I'm like, did yeah. she know? Because uh, I don't think she knows. That's hazardous. <laughs> she must be really early in her pregnancy. Yeah, I don't think she knows. Um, but I, I want to say she she had her baby like if she hadn't if she didn't have her baby within the past couple weeks, her baby is due fairly soon. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a long lead time in terms of how, what the delay is on this when they film and when they, um, I think they filmed the in, up. we talked about this before. I, we, I think they filmed in October, November. Cause mm-hmm. remember there was a Halloween episode. Yeah. Which would mean she was probably around two, three months at that time. You know I don't know anything about, I don't not- know anything <laughs> About you know being you're pregnant. pregnant at three months. That's the first trimester. That's when you have lots, all the symptoms. Yeah, like but lots of people don't know they're pregnant at three months. I look forward to hearing more about them. Maybe she finds out she's pregnant on the show. That would yeah. be delightful. And hopefully nothing bad happens. Um, okay, who is your elimination pick this episode who you're not a fan of? I had to go for Bailey. Mm. I thought that um, her putting all of her win dreams on her partner, but not even actively helping to get there um, is a sign of a true dick. Yeah. Yeah. And then her rolling her eyes um, all while like Jordan is, Jordan is defending himself and saying, Nani was actually a great partner. Nani actually contributed to our win. Nani collected all of her pieces the first time. (laughs) And her rolling her eyes and talking about beating his ass and then rolling her eyes when they were announced as winners, it just shows the the kind of person she is, which we got signs of in the very first first episode. Yeah. (sighs) Mine is Nelson. Um, yeah, no for surprise. all the reasons I listed he was earlier, my second pick that little tantrum he threw was just so fake um, and so obviously fake as to offend me that he thought he could lie to me essentially <laughs> um, but yeah he and he keeps acting surprised when his name keeps coming up again and again. Keep going off, Nelson. Keep going off, and stop being surprised when when people just don't know what to say that your name comes to mind. <laughs> and I love when the camera pans to Corey and oh. Corey. Corey just has this look on his face, like, "Oh shit, why did I join forces with this?" But yeah. All right. Lessons in shade. Our favorite shady moment or manipulation during this episode. I didn't Um, have one, so I will cede the floor to you. Mine is what I'm calling the cheating nook redecoration saga. (laughs) Uh, All of it was great. It's like while you were out the challenge edition. (laughs) Yes. 
<laughs> I normally don't like Johnny's little machination mm. things that he does because he does them quite frequently because he likes to stir the pot. Yeah. But but the addition of the couple pictures <laughs> yeah. was the cherry on top. For sure. It it was the perfect shady moment cutting to then cutting to Wes being like, I'll give a fuck. <laughs> Maybe she should remember she got a boyfriend. <laughs> Exactly. <sighs> All right. And now our favorite um our favorite section. I don't wrestle. I beat bitches up. I don't wrestle. I beat bitches up. Our favorite line from the episode. Um I don't have one for this one, so I'll defer to you. All right, I have two. The first is <laughs> comes right after Anissa and Nelson get rigged, hooked up to the truck, and Anissa's, you know, calm, collected, getting herself ready, and Nelson's over there just saying, I got it, you got this, you got this, baby girl, we gonna do this, we got this, and it cuts to Anissa's talking head, and she just it silently deadpans the camera for like a, like three beats, and then says, and that's how I feel about Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> And like, I'm so nothing, nada on the same page with her. Like, just like be quiet. You're killing my vibe. Be there. <laughs> stay cute and be quiet. Like just shut go up. run some more. Yes. <laughs> um, and then my other moment comes from Jenna, and I don't think Jenna realized what a read this was because I just don't think she has it in her to to like. Um, insult someone but she kind of did so inadvertently when she was um, commenting on Kayla's situation she says the only thing I'm worried about is that she's go that she goes home her boyfriend finds out and she ends up homeless and single and I just love that Jenna assumes so confidently that whatever the situation is it's Kayla's boyfriend who pays the bills in whatever the apartment is that they share and would be the one if anyone to have to be to have the power to kick someone else out well interestingly enough Kayla is actually a nurse she's one of the few of them that has um actual skills and a real job oh I did not know that yeah if I'm remembering correctly she's a nurse mm. so I don't know if she still works regularly as a nurse but people always get surprised on things like the um like math type challenges that Kayla ends up doing really well at um and she's like well no shit I'm a nurse (laughs) like I do math all the time yeah (laughs) so maybe maybe her boyfriend is a doctor I don't know but it was just an interesting assumption Jenna (laughs) Well, maybe the assumption is because um, she wronged him. Kayla moved in with him. Mm. Yeah. Which I could totally see. But even if it was their house together, he would totally be justified in kicking her ass out. For cheating on him on national television. Not just that. With with Bear. A tool. Like, Like that dude is gross. He's so annoying. Like, every time he talks, I feel like I lose brain cells. Like, that I have to listen to him speak. 
but yeah, those are my two favorite quotes from this episode. I think those are some two good picks. I was just so frustrated by the lack of nothingness in this episode and that I looked at my watch several times and been like, 45 minutes and nothing has happened? (laughs) What the fuck, MTV? Yeah. So I I couldn't even be bothered to think about what what quotes to choose. All right. And now we're moving on to stupidness in social media, which I'm actually prepared for, for the first time in six episodes. Um, Predictably, a lot of people watching at home were commenting on Jenna's relationship with Zach and how it's so clearly a case study in um, narcissistic mental abuse manipulation and a toxic relationship especially on the part of zach yeah and mostly people were quite positive like they were trying to uplift jenna like jenna girl like don't you see this is happening leave him you're better than this blah 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 but just not she don't because she's been putting up with this shit for six years but that is the, the tone of a lot of the responses that were being leveled at them were in we're really focused on Zach's bad behavior. But Jenna got sensitive and she released like a Twitter press release. Oh God. Was it like an iOS? Oh, it's so long. And I'm just going to kind of read some excerpts from it. I just want to, so here I go. I just want to address that there are fights in every healthy relationship. I understand that people comment on what they see, but please realize you guys don't get the full picture. Um, and I guess I'll stop there. She, she, with her talking about how we don't know the full scope of the relationship. I think that a lot of these contestants forget that when we watch the show or rather let me speak for myself when i watch the show they become characters to me and i'm watching characters on a television show where the only thing i could possibly comment on are the things that i see happening on the show i'm not watching like a scripted television show wondering what the characters are doing like in scenes that i'm not privy to like that just doesn't make sense. I think they all have to take with a grain of salt the commentary because they become like characters of themselves when they're in this reality TV space. And of course people are gonna comment on what they see and you can't really expect them not to. If that were the case, we wouldn't have anything to say on this podcast. <laughs> right, and I agree with all that. And I'll go back to, I'm gonna go way, way back to what Heather B from real world original recipe season one said the camera can't show what you don't give them yeah so we see what you put out there and zach has consistently put out gaslighting manipulative emotional um abuse bullshit He did it before he was in a relationship with Jenna, when he would just be talking about whatever girlfriend he had that Mm -hmm. was off the show. And 
He's been doing it consistently since they have been in a relationship over the past six years. So, like, this isn't new. Yeah. It would, like, that would be more believable if this was the first time we're seeing this. It's not. Yeah. It's like the hundredth time. Yeah. So while I believe that, unfortunately, she is in love with him, and, you know, we all have our past, and you can't help who you fall in love with, but him being um, a narcissistic, uh, toxic, driving, emotional abuser is true. Yeah. So don't add us. <laughs> but if you wanted to add us, our yes. Twitter handle is challengeread1. <laughs> yes. That's the I'll number one, not the word one. To argue um, about why I totally believe that Zach is emotionally abusive. So yeah, she can choose to stay with him. I personally don't care because I'm not in a relationship with him. But, and I get that she feels that she needs to defend it, but she needs to realize everyone is responding to what they have seen and it's not the first time they're seeing it. I should like enter like some sound effects, like pew, 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 (laughs) (laughs) like applauses and stuff. Yeah. Uh, All right. So we're going to wrap up today with predictions and possibilities of what we see happening next episode or further down the line this season. All I have to say is that I hope that this weird way they cut this episode, starting with the end of one purgatory and ending after a mission is not what's going to define the rest of the season because it does not work. And we want Daily mission, house vote, elimination, right? Each episode. That is the format that works. They started doing some of this shit last season. And it's it's so exhaustive. Especially like it's fine to have a cliffhanger when the episodes are 47 minutes long. Mm-hmm. When they're close to an hour and a half, it's there's not- no reason. There's no reason for a fucking cliffhanger. Yeah. Because you have more than enough time to put everything in there. Yep. So, and we don't want to see people who are not on this season. Sorry. Like, just like I also don't want to see ugly people on TV. I don't want to see people who, <laughs> <laughs> who are not actual cast members this season. Hmm. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode, which I think I'm going to title a whole lot of nothing. Um. <laughs> Um, so until next time, friends, I'm Ray. And I'm Dr. K. Signing off. Peace.